0: If you're looking for a new approach to building wealth, you're in the right place. Imagine a personalized investment strategy based solely on who you are. Stay tuned. Krista's about to fire you up. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Hi everyone, Krista Mayshore here with Fired Up. So I am super fired up today and excited to have Catherine Leola. She is the CEO of Concentric Private Wealth, and she is just rocking it out. You can see her on um, TV and everywhere else. So how you doing, Catherine?
1: Doing well. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. So um, tell us a little bit about what it is that you do. I I know I was excited to have you on. I've I've listened to you on other podcasts and, and seen you on TV. And so tell us a little bit of what it is that you do.
1: At the heart of it, we transform the way people think and act about money. We're helping people align their behaviors with their decisions so that they can lead their best life as opposed to being burdened with complexities of things that have nothing to do with what's most important to them.
0: Okay. So, and I think a lot of people, I think they do just sometimes have issues with money and, you know, they, they don't really understand that they, they want to achieve, make more money, have more financial freedom, but there's these mental roadblocks that kind of keep them from getting there. So kind of talk to us about what is the process that you do with people? How do you, how do you help people financially, mentally to kind of get what they want in life?
1: Well, for us, a big part of what we do is really help slow down the process. A lot of the people that we work with are high achievers. They are used to checking the boxes, whether it's big house, fancy car, nice clothes, whether it's a promotion, running a business. So there is something to be said about checking boxes. But the problem is that every single one of us have been socialized in some way or another, whether it was by our family, the community that we grew up in the religion that we are part of, whatever it is, we've all been cultured in a way to think that success looks like one way or another. And that is something that stays with us and begins really as soon as we are a toddler. So to break out of that takes a lot of time. So when we start working with someone, it's really about meeting the individual where they're at and understanding what's most important to them at that moment. And first and foremost, creating a space where they feel like they can be heard, but also that they feel safe. So it might be that someone's coming in and they just need to be able to get a certain saving strategy in place or that they need to be able to hit a certain benchmark so that they can begin to breathe. So we listen to that, but that's actually when we really also start doing our deep work and helping people understand what is their own money story? What do they value? What's important to them? What are their strengths? And that's where the really fun work comes in place.
0: So it's funny that you say you you want to slow people down because I know me, I'm like all about the fast track with everything that I do. So how do you handle someone that is a high achiever that likes to see things happen quickly? How do you kind of slow them down? And what does that process look like?
1: Well, to be honest, not every person is the right fit for our firm. So we very much like working with high achievers. We often work with entrepreneurs. And so often that personality comes with it, but it's one that... We are looking for people who want to be coached and are open to growth. And that is not something that's going to be on the fast track. There's gonna be some speed bumps. There's gonna be some moments of, oh my gosh, what the heck have I been doing? Or do I make this pivot? And that takes time. With that all said, we can completely roll with the flow, whether it's a flow or whether it's more being in a full on sprint. It's just making sure that there is space for the person to process at whatever speed that space needs to have for them.
0: I love what you were saying that you're, you know, you're going to have bumps along the road. There's going yeah. to be things that come up and, I, and, and things do take time. Everybody wants to be rich and wealthy and healthy and famous all, all overnight, but they, that's just not the way that things happen. So to really kind of acknowledge that and bring that to the forefront, I think is really powerful.
1: Well, and it's also what is wealthy? You know, so when we talk about Reaching wealth. What exactly is that? You know, what is retirement? What's financial independence? Too many Americans are in a place where they are saving for financial independence We believe that people should really be embracing a lifestyle of financial independence at every stage of their life I mean, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Of course, most of us hope to live a very long healthy life But we're not guaranteed it and so this notion that we just save for financial independence to us means that that type of individual is really missing the mark. And part of that, a big part of that, is because that's often what we've been told since the time that we were a child. Financial independence comes with saving and investing and thinking about the the tomorrows of the future. It's not about the day-to-day. We squash that. Financial independence is very much something that people can embrace today. And defining success, defining wealth, defining freedom by the things that people value and what they believe are most important to them.
0: That is very powerful. So uh, living in the moment and enjoying the ride, the journey along the way. But you if somebody's listening to this, we'll still be
1: responsible for the future too. So it's not just about living in the moment, but it's about making decisions that are important to that person and not to their parent or sibling or friend or neighbor or whoever is telling them what to do on television or through a radio show. Mm-hmm. It's really about what is important to that person so that their plan, their strategy about how they're building wealth and freedom and living is really aligned with what is inside of them as opposed to just these notions that you're supposed to have X millions of dollars or retire at a certain age or whatever it is that they're listening to.
0: I, that, that, again, I, very, very powerful. I'm so glad you're on this podcast because I think a lot of people really need to hear this right now and understand that it's, it's not just about, for me, I always talk about abundance and abundance does not just mean money. It means, you know, how, how healthy are you? How wealthy are you? How do you feel about yourself? How are your relationships? How would you your, take a deep breath? Yes. You know, how, how, all of that, you know, are you able to actually relax and go on vacation and do you have good, you know, spiritually? And there, it, there's just so many things. And I think with just the hamster wheel of life, many times that gets, that gets, Forgotten. So, when people come to you and they think it's just all about making money, how do you basically kind of sh- get them to sort of really evaluate where they are and what's important to them?
1: Well, I think one of the things that we do well is from the very beginning set clear expectations. And in the world of financial services, I think one of the things that's very hard for the consumer to navigate is who to work with, what type of advisor to work with, because one, there isn't actually regulation of who can call themselves an advisor. So one person might be expecting something when they sign up to work with someone and it might be completely different, but they don't necessarily have a good benchmark. And part of that's because in the industry, it's very murky in terms of how pricing or fees work. So for us at the very beginning, we have a very clear system. This is what management of assets costs. This is what planning costs. And planning is aligned with the scope of work and the value that we're delivering as opposed to planning being tied to assets under management, the amount that's in an investment account, and often you'll find that most advisors are not necessarily doing planning to the fullest, most comprehensive level. Either one, because they don't feel like they're charging enough, and that that is a fair statement to say for some clients. But often, because that's just not the core of what they're doing, they just might be rebalancing a portfolio. So the client doesn't necessarily know that they're not doing planning because they've checked the box to say they wanted to retire at X age or wanted to send their kids to college for this many years or whatever. It's not really getting to the depth of strategy. So when you say
0: planning, tell me, wh- wh- when you say dealing with planning, what, do you, what does that exactly look like and entail? And I, I, I I'm just coming from a virgin ears over here, you know?
1: All right. Well, uh, this could be a long conversation. <laughs> <laughs> So so planning is really about helping the client understand what's important to them, as well as aligning the decisions that they're making and the strategy that they have in place. So that's, from a financial perspective, going to be inclusive of a lot of different things. Cash reserves, risk management. So we're talking about life insurance, disability insurance, long-term care analysis, making sure that those things are appropriate looking at what the needs are in the short term when it comes to their home or their life. Are they investing in themselves? I don't mean in the markets. I mean, are they actually investing in their own personal development? What do their expenses look like? Why are they spending in certain categories? Is a particular category going to change because of some type of shift? Sometimes people almost, I should say often people are doing something different with their home, whether they're renovating or just doing upgrades. Maybe they're moving homes or adding homes all those things have a role. Investments, of course, play a big role as well. But the investments are really just the engine to help people get to where they are. And it's not even like the, the most important engine. The most important engine is what's actually important to them, because that's going to be driving all of the strategy forward. And that, to us, is something that needs to really be addressed at the beginning and then brought through the entire planning process on an ongoing basis, as opposed to a few Boxes that you're uh, filling in, and then all of a sudden you have your plan, and you're good to go for the next ten years. That's just not how life works. Let's take a quick break and check our bank accounts. We'll be back in thirty seconds with more from Catherine Leola. Did
0: you know that I'm a published author? My book, Sell 100 Homes a Year, it's a bestseller and it teaches real estate agents and lenders how to actually think about doing business in the 21st century. And I want to give you your free copy. All you have to do is go to slash sell100. That's 100. If you'd like to learn new digital marketing strategies, you've got to get this book and join the other agents and lenders whose businesses and life is being absolutely transformed. Go to www.kristamasure.com slash sell 100 to get your free digital copy today. You seem more like, like I said, it's like all about your whole life. It's not just about finances, and you, you right. really assess every aspect of the individual, how they are personally, I mean, all of it, you
1: know, and that, that is truly planning. Well, every single one of us makes decisions every single day that have financial implications. Some of them have financial implications that we can clearly see. You go and get a cup of coffee, you go and get a cup of tea, it's going to cost X amount. What we don't necessarily really put a lot of time in because it's in our subconscious or we just haven't made time for it is understanding what are the other decisions that we're making that don't necessarily have what appears to be a real-time financial implication, like the cost of coffee or tea, but are having compounding either benefits or negative situations in our financial position. It might be that we're not journaling or that we're not spending some time for some space to process what we've going, what we've got going on with work. Now, this is just one example, but if we're staying in a role that's making us miserable, or that we're not growing as a person, that has financial implications. That doesn't necessarily equate to a dollar figure that we could see each day, but it certainly has an impact. And that is what we as a firm really focus in on. Now, not every advisor focuses in on that, and that isn't necessarily an expectation to have when you're working with an advisor. Only a small group of advisors really go into that level. But my point going back to earlier is it's really important to have very clear expectations with how people are being paid so that you understand what is the the benefit to you, what is the work to you that's gonna be part of this, as opposed to just paying something because that's how the industry's always done it.
0: You're almost like a sort of like a life coach, it sounds like you're like a life financial coach that actually goes further than just uh, somebody's bank account.
1: We often are told that. We do have our certifications and behavioral advice. And so that's something that we've practiced for years. So there is definitely training that we've done in that space. Uh, but that's probably the most common thing that we hear. Like, you're, you're like our life coach. You just have all the, the credentials with finance. Yeah, and how so, do you typically work with people? In terms of like how we charge,
0: they keep on coming. Not only to ask that, but that's but you know how long is it? Is it? It's probably once they get with you, it's because you are a life coach. And you're continuing to circle back with what their hopes and desires are. It's yeah. not just is a one year thing. It's 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 ongoing.
1: So our expectation, our goal is that we continue to work with all of our clients through the many phases of their life. With that said, our focus is about providing as much value in the season that we are in with that client. And we recognize that there are going to be times that there's going to be changes in a financial position or in the dynamics of a relationship that might cause for, for some type of change. So all of us have probably, not I shouldn't say all of us, but many of us have worked with a professional coach, whether it be a life coach, an executive coach, a coach that we're working with for some type of sport that you might say, wow, that was a really good place. I need something a little bit different. So while our hope is to be able to always be in that place, we also recognize that sometimes people have to go in a different direction. And we want to make sure that at least the space that we've been in, while we have the privilege of being part of someone's life journey, that we are doing our best work. And if they have to pivot or if we have to pivot, which that can be the case as well, that we are still making sure that everyone's been on a road that's aligned with them.
0: And you work with people from all over the the country. Where are you guys located
1: in? We're in the D.C. area, but our clients are all over the United States. All over. Do you meet with them like this via Zoom on video or just? A lot. You know, the funny thing is we actually work with a lot of our local clients over Zoom just because the traffic in the D.C. area. I don't know how well you know Virginia, Maryland, and D.C., but it's crazy traffic. So a lot of our local clients will connect with us over Zoom. But even our clients who are out of state, you know, we make efforts to see people in person when we can, but a lot of it's over Zoom.
0: Yeah, well, if it's, it's you're developing a relationship this way, I mean, I feel like we're in the same room together. It doesn't
1: different. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. there's something to be said for face-to-face, you know, like over Zoom included in that, just to be able to see people's expressions. And especially in the work that we do, we find that communication is, yes, the verbal part of it is important, but seeing someone's face when you're talking about Okay, what's important to you? Or why was that hard? Or when you were a child, and you experienced, let's just say, your parents paying for something and their credit card didn't work. And that stayed with you. How has that impacted you in your life today? That's really hard to just do over the phone, but over zoom or in actual face to face is really, really effective
0: hmm Okay. So what would you say your, um, you know, when you're, when you finished working with a client or during it, like when you have your aha moments, like, wow, we did this. What would you say that is when somebody, when you're working with somebody and you, you, you get them the experience they want, what does that look like for you?
1: That's a like big high five in our office. I mean, when we come out of a meeting and we know that a client has come to that aha moment, even though that aha moment may be a really hard one to come to, to accept, to acknowledge. But to be able to have been part of that journey with them and for them to feel like they can breathe, that's the thing that I think we really help our clients a lot with is being able to take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't necessarily happen in meeting one, but this whole money thing that we talk about, I think we actually have it all backwards in the United States. You know, We focus so much on saving, 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 yet we have massive credit card problems. Anxiety levels are increasing. People aren't happy. There's people who are healthy, and yet we're not focusing on who are we as people. And if we can focus on who we are as people and begin making decisions aligned with what serves us, what serves our family, things start changing. And some of the financial complexities that we have start going away. Now, I'll be the first person to say, I'm not trying to minimize by any means when people are going through a tough financial time. I've been through that myself, even being the expert, if you will, I myself have definitely seen times where it's like, oh my God, this is scary. This is hard. How are we going to get out of this? That kind of stuff. But when you've been working on yourself, you can really be able to help navigate that a lot more as opposed to creating even more financial problems. Well,
0: and people, you know, they, they, they work for 40 years to save a little bit of money. Like They, they spend their whole life not doing the things they love because they're trying to save a little bit of money over a 40-year time frame. And I'm sure when you start to do a little bit more of what you love, you start to make a little bit more money
1: or a lot more money. Yeah, well, but that's also the wiring in most parts of the United States. You know, the idea of travel in the United States compared to, let's just say, those who live in Europe or Australia is very different. So, you know, if you're someone who takes, let's just say, two or, oh my goodness, three trips a year, Sometimes people look at that as if you are living this extravagant lifestyle, but it's not necessarily put in question if you're driving a car that you can't afford, or if you're buying clothes that you can't afford, or things like that, but the experiences, for some reason in our country, we look at those sometimes with judgment, and probably partly with jealousies as a result, but we put so much judgment sometimes on people of like, well, what are they doing, as if that's irresponsible. And yet they might be doing a thing that is keeping them grounded. Now, yeah. of course, this is all general. Every person is yeah. on a one on one situation. But I think that's an area in our country that we could really focus. There's a lot of areas that we can focus on, but that's one of them.
0: And there are so many other countries that actually take some – they really – having your time off or your – what do they call it? Not vacation, but they call it something different. I think holiday.
1: Holiday. I yeah. love that word. I'm going on holiday.
0: I know. I like it too. But they, they – it's, it's, you know, it's important. And we even – even just like taking – Time off during the week or on the weekend, and truly, especially as entrepreneurs, we can work ourselves to death. And so true, yeah. <laughs> just being able to realize that you're more effective, you're more efficient, you're more productive when you actually do take a little bit of time off. Yep. You are like not even your typical financial advisor, which I love you. That's why you're you're on here. But it's it's great to hear from you because you, you're like a financial advisor with a big heart.
1: Well, I, I like to think of us as advisors with a big heart and. You know, to be able to see people really live into who they are and the life that they can have, that's magic. I mean, that, that truly is awesome to see people being able to do what they love.
0: So if somebody's when they're listening to you right now, what would be some advice that, that you want to give them, like advice that you've given a lot of your clients that have really kind of helped change their life? Is there anything in particular you think about when I ask you that question?
1: I would say first and foremost to really focus in on what you value as an individual, you know, not what other people are telling you to value. A lot of times when we say this initially to people, they'll say like family, God, uh, those type of things, which those could all be what it is, but to just spend a little bit more time on it and to get underneath the layers and say like, what's in my soul? Like, what are the things that I would want to move mountains for? Mm -hmm. And to take it from the lens of like in the perfect world, if you will, if I didn't have to worry about anything, like this is what is most important to me and making sure then moving forward that you do begin making decisions with those because then your world will start being more about you.
0: It's like, what's your big why? I mean, in all the goal setting with anything, it's like, what is your true why? And not the why, like I want to make a lot more money, but really taking it down seven levels. Why do you want to make money? And then continuing to ask that question, why, 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 why? Until it just hits you like a ton of bricks. And when you know that, it's like you'll move mountains to get there. Like when you really can identify what it is you want, why you want to get there, what that desire is to help, you'll just, you'll do anything. You'll push through anything. You'll, you'll change your lifestyle. Yeah. Um, to get you there. And many people, they think it's kind of corny and cheesy to really talk like that. But I'm a firm believer, Catherine, in that. Absolutely.
1: I do too. And I also believe if we were to add in a second step that really focusing in on what you value, which is really getting into what, what is your why, what are all of your whys. And then some of the first steps to take is really about building a community that can support you going deeper with those. Because it's one thing to say, like, I value this, or I want more of this in my life. But then to step into the world that you're in, and the people around you are not necessarily aligned with that. They, that's not necessarily meaning that they're bad people. It just, they might not have done that work themselves. And so you don't have the support to think outside of the box that you and everybody else are in. So really being able to take those steps to create your tribe, your village, your community, whatever that person wants to call it, is so key so that you don't kind of lose track of what that fire was all about inside of you.
0: Any, any recommendations on how to do that, how to create that tribe?
1: Yeah, definitely. So it's not a perfect science, but it's one where I would say the easy thing to do initially is to start reading or listening to podcasts, so reading books or listening to podcasts so that you can begin getting a notion of like, okay, this is kind of like the work that I'm in or going in a different direction and begin start going to see speakers, you know, so that you're beginning to have some content to digest. And then potentially seeing groups associated with those type of activities, whether it be in your community, whether it be outside of your community, but that you at least have access. That's one of the beauties of social media in that well, yes, it can create a lot of noise that's not helpful, there's also a way to actually create that community to help you get out of that. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you can't find anything, you can create it yourself one person at a time. And what I would suggest is to look for people that you want to be like. So not having anything negative about yourself, but the people that you're seeing live in the way that you want to live, get them to be part of your vibe, part of your tribe, how you are living.
0: Great advice on how to, how to create a community. I love that. Okay, so we're about ready to wrap it up here. And I want you to tell people like, how they can get in touch with you, how they can find you, um, so that you can be of service to them if they find that you would be the perfect financial life planner for them.
1: Cool. Well, our website is www.concentricpw.com. And you can also follow me on LinkedIn. We have a hashtag, Financial Fitness Friday, every Friday. It's a very short video with a different planning tip that touches upon finance, health and mindset and of course on the social media platforms facebook, instagram, twitter.
0: I love uh, the fitness friday. That's a that's a given gonna have yeah. to check it out. That's awesome. Cool, please do. Thank you so much for being on here. It was a wealth of information. Remember, wealth is not just money. It's everything accompanying that it's your entire life so take this seriously get in touch with Catherine if you need to and everyone you are on fire so be sure to not only listen but actually take some action and implement and as always make it a great day thank you thanks for being here Catherine. we appreciate you bye did you know that i'm a published author my book sell 100 homes a year it's a bestseller and it teaches real estate agents and lenders how to actually think about doing business in the 21st century and I want to give you your free copy all you have to do is go to www.ry slash sell 100 that's one zero zero if you'd like to learn new digital marketing strategies you've got to get this book and join the other agents and lenders whose businesses and life is being absolutely transformed. Go to slash sell100 to get your free digital copy today. Come back and join us five days a week, every Monday through Friday. And be sure to check out backslash podcasts for free downloads and resources.